Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Cleansing Protection Magic, binaural production engineer Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without any further ado, our guest for today is Kay Reynolds, and she is a psychic medium. And she has a book out called The Evidential Medium, uh, which I believe kind of is partly autobiography and part instruction manual. Thank you for coming on today. Hey, thank you for having me. So what got you into mediumship? Like, were you born a medium? I'm having trouble hearing you. Your sound is real distorted. Is it really? Yeah. Give it a second. Sometimes it just clears up on its own. Okay. <laughs> How about now? It's getting better. Yeah. Huh. Now? Yeah, it's better. Okay. All yeah. right. It's still not. It's still kind of funny, but it's better. Yeah, I don't know what's causing this problem. Honestly, I think maybe I need a new digital recorder. I don't know. <laughs> it, it sounds okay on my end, but I know what you guys. It here. sounds. It sounds much much better now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, what, what got you into mediumship? Like, were you born with this ability as a child? Well, I'm, I'm assuming yes. Um, I, I've been aware of the spirit world since I was about five. That's my first um, experience was around the age of five. So, <laughs> so certainly wasn't seeking it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, did you tell people about it or did you keep it to yourself? You know, when I was five, I didn't say anything. Um, I saw, I was, you know, doing what five-year-olds do. I was playing with my Barbie dolls on my, on my bed and I saw a Native American Indian as clearly as I see you right now. And he was in, in crouching down below a, a desk of mine in my bedroom and he just motioned for me to, with with his finger, he just like this, to say, you know, don't say anything. So I never did. Never said a thing. So they see but, you too? Absolutely. Wow. But they don't see us as, as our physical body. They see us as light energy. But he was aware that um, they are aware when we, when they get our attention, they know that they've gotten our attention. And he knew that I could see him. And he was there for um, a little while, a couple of minutes. Hmm. Yeah. And, and as you grew up, um, when and you were having these encounters, um, at what point did you like tell somebody? What was their reaction like? 
the only person that I spoke to was my mom. And the reason why I spoke to my mom about it was because one of the ways that, that the spirit world communicates with me is through dreams. And I was getting, as a kid, I was getting dreams about from people that I didn't know, relatives. My I grew up in the military, so I, I didn't really know family. <laughs> we lived everywhere, mm-hmm. um, everywhere but where family was. So I really didn't know my family that well. And um, people were coming and telling me to tell my mom things. I didn't know who they were. And I would just wake up in the morning knowing that I need to go tell my mom what they said and she always understood the message and I I remember about 12 I I asked her I said why do these people come to me in my dreams and tell me to tell you things and her her response was quite simple and it was it satisfied me I just kind of went oh okay but she just explained to me that God needs messengers on earth and he chose me to be a messenger for him so I was you know, I grew up in the church so I was like oh okay <laughs> mm. good enough for me <laughs> what well, was did she have any psychic abilities also or maybe like your grandparents that you know of I know that it it does um it does, there are others in the family but nobody talks about it and I didn't realize that my mother as well until, um, um, you know, way later in her life, just before she passed, I realized that she was able to do this as well. But she never said anything to anybody, ever. Hmm. Not much communication at dinner time. Well, you know, you when you grow up in the Bible Belt and you... And you go to church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night too. Your and your religious faith frowns upon this and sees it as bad. You just learn real quick. You don't say anything. And so I don't know if that's what the case was with my mom, um, but I learned as a kid real quick in the Bible Belt. Don't tell your friends about this because they all thought I was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I I just got to where I just only talked to my mom about it because she didn't treat it as any big deal, and I liked that. Awesome. It's good that she yeah. was there to kind of at least be, at least not judge you for it, accept Absolute, you. you know. no, I, yeah, she made me feel um, special about it, actually. I mean, I didn't, I've never, ever felt like I'm gifted or anything. I'm just me. That's all I am. So I'm no different than somebody who can sing. You know, I can't sing a lick. Some people sing beautifully. This is just what I do. But um, she did make me feel as if uh, I should be, you know, uh, proud to be able to be a messenger. So, yeah. Awesome. So at what point did you start or did make the decisions to really start developing your skills and learn how to use them? Well, you know what? I'm, I am really good at ignoring everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was, you know, like I said, I, I was always aware of it. I, I guess I probably when, when I was around 30, maybe, 
uh, my grand when my grandfather passed and I saw my grandfather just manifest before me and, and was with me for a, a good long time and and then my dad passed and so when when the two of them passed I started having really having some experiences with people that I knew not people that I didn't know which is what it had been up until that point so they were the first ones to pass that I actually I, I knew who I was speaking to from the spirit world and that's when my curiosity really started going but I you know I was 48 let's see 47 when I or I'm probably more like 48 or 49 even before I finally just surrendered and said okay you've got me show me what you want me to do here because um I, I lived abroad at the time I lived in England and it was it's very it's much more open there than it is in the States and they have what they call spiritualist churches there and they're on every corner and that's where a medium goes and doesn't address and and makes contact with the spirit world that's what that spiritualist churches do and so it was everywhere and I just happened to live um, about 50 minutes away from the author Finley College which is uh, where everybody in the world goes to study mediumship and so it was practically in my backyard so I finally got up the nerve to go yeah hmm. which is really interesting so, so so how does that work like how do you go to how do they train people in mediumship I mean it can't be just like one textbook no, there's no books. <laughs> there are no books. <laughs> no, it's um, the author Finney College is is an amazing place, and it's um, you know, a hundred years ago and more and more, they scientists would go there and study mediumship, so they had. You know scientists doctors mediums you know all these people that would go and do all these experiments and and study mediumship to to figure out how is this actually happening and the person it's in this huge um home it looks like hogwarts and that's what a lot of people call it <laughs> you know it's a big mansion um and the, the man who owned it left it to the Spiritualist National Union. And so now it's, it's dedicated to training mediums. And so you go and, and the classes are week-long classes. Uh, it's all-inclusive. You stay there. And from nine, you start at 9 in the morning and you stop at 9 at night. And you'll just, you know, they teach you about energy and how how your energy works and how you connect with the spirit world and how that all comes about and they teach you i mean if you if you are a medium you've got everything that you need within you so what the school does is teaches you how to use that and and 
fine-tune it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, I read at the beginning of your book is you said that everybody is psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. What does that mean? Well, I, th I believe we all have this, the in, you know, your intuition, we all have intuition. And intuition is the beginning stages of, or the beginning steps of using your psychic ability. So we all have that ability to take that intuition that we have within us and develop that a little bit further so that we can actually do some psychic work. Everybody can do that. So your psychic um, abilities are the foundation to being able to communicate with the spirit world. So just think of it as when you're building your house, that's your actual foundation. And so as, you, as your psychic abilities um, open, you become more aware and you're able to sense things, see things that others maybe not being able to that creates this place for it to either it, it's either going to stay there or it's going to elevate even more so and if it if it elevates more then what's happening is is now you're starting to open up to the spirit world so a lot of people will most people only are just intuitive as they are intuitive mm -hmm. <laughs> and then some people will move that and become psychic and start using their psychic awareness and then a small percentage are able to take that psychic another step further and, and communicate so are the possibilities there um, for us all to communicate with the spirit world I believe that to some extent yes like I believe that someone who's not a medium may be able to recognize that they feel their mother who just passed you know six months ago they may be able to feel them and say i got it feels like my mom is here with me i believe that can happen for that happens to me all the time yeah i believe that happens with a lot of people but does that mean you then will be able to take that further and communicate with other people and actually communicate mm -hmm. back and forth for most people that's it for most people just a feeling yeah it's just a feeling that you get and it, you know it's a lot of it is about learning how to trust it because most of us when we when we think that oh, it feels like i got mom here we we dismiss it oh it's mm -hmm. my imagination <laughs> yeah we, we don't it's, trust it it's not your imagination you're it's 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 your mom because i believe the spirit world is all around us and if you think you have your mom with you 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 can almost bet your mom is there yeah yeah, yeah. i don't i don't i don't question that when i feel it yeah um so what are some of the practices that people can use to help open up their psychic abilities enough to to be able to practice mediumship. I I mean, obviously, I'm going to assume that there's probably different types of meditations. Yeah. Um, the one that I always used um, and learned from the college is to what we call sitting in the power. And it's, it's not 
it's like a meditation, but it's not. <laughs> so when you when you meditate in normal circumstances, when you are meditating, you kind of come become very chill. You you just kind of calm yourself down and and you're just chilling, right? Mm -hmm. But when you sit in the power, what happens is all of your um chakras uh, i guess i'm going to use chakras as a way of maybe explaining it. it it becomes elevated so your what what's happening when you sit in the power is i call it it's, it's the rising of your soul but it starts at that base chakra and it moves up but your chakras are activating your energy is moving out so your aura is becoming much bigger it's expanding and it's through the aura that you have all these sensors. And that's how you know that you've got your mom there with you. Your aura is like sensors. And your aura feels that oh, something's, some, somebody's here. <laughs> I can feel this. And your memory, your own human memory of what your mom's energy feels like, you recognize that on a soul to soul level as well you you recognize that so your aura expands and gets very very big and so when you sit in the power the the purpose for that is to sit with the power of your own soul and also to sit within with the power of your creator whoever that may be so you're sitting with your own soul and you're sitting with your creator and what that does is, it, um, it does so much. <laughs> There's so many things I could tell you it does. But that's one of the most powerful things you can do as a psychic mm -hmm. or as a medium, to sit within the power of your own soul and sit with your creator. Wow. Um, how about the use of spirit guides? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it used to be, that they believed that you had a medium and you had a spirit guide right up here and then you had somebody's mother on the other side of your spirit guide and the mother would talk to the spirit guide and the spirit guide would talk to the medium and the medium would talk to you but that's not exactly how it works so the spirit guide when i'm working i don't even know where my guides are i don't even pay attention to them i know that my guide is somewhere nearby I know that, but I just communicate directly with, with whoever my communicator is, whoever's loved one came, that's who I speak with. But um, the guides are really more for me personally. Um, I, I have my, we all have our main guide that's with us from the moment that we take our first breath till we take the last breath and they're there with us when we make that transition back to the spirit world so i have that guide but then i have other guides that help me with my mediumship as well so i use my guides more for teaching aspects so if i want to learn something about this work i sit in the power i invite my guides in and they teach me hmm. so that's how i utilize my guides um, when you do this, um, well, actually, before I get to that, how do you teach people how to do this? Like, 
Is it like a step-by-step process? Or does it is it something that like every individual has to find their own technique that's going to resonate with their type of energy? Um, I think every individual needs to find a tutor that resonates with their own soul. I think that's really important. Do you need a tutor? Now, you can do this on your own. I was communicating with spirit without having a tutor. But I was all over this all over the place. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how I was doing it. I didn't know why I was doing it. I just knew it was happening. And so the tutors for me were able to help me to understand it and educate me. So for that reason, I think it's good to find a really good tutor. But yeah, I, I you know, you, you want to have, make sure you, when you're teaching, you want to make sure your students have a good foundation in the psychic but you can teach psychic and mediumship side by side if they're mediumistic as well. So for me, I'm a teacher anyway by trade, a 30-year veteran teacher, so teaching comes easy for me. But um, you do break it down in, in steps. You can. But for me, I like to just look at, and this is how I taught in the classroom anyway, is I, I like to watch the student. I look at their energy. I see what what's going on with them when they're working, and then from there, I know where where I need to go with them. Mm-hmm. So, so you're sort of like able to read what people might or possibly what type of uh, training is going to be best for them. Yeah. Well, it, to me, it's all the same training. Doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. It's all basically the same training, but I know where I can start with them. I know what's already happening. You know, I can I can get a pretty good idea of where they are developmentally on a spiritual level, if that makes sense. Steve. Yeah, it does. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you're doing this professionally, um, and you start receiving information from the spirit. Do you ever question whether it's an actual information coming from um, a spirit or whether it's your imagination? Sure, absolutely. Especially in the beginning when you're when you're training and it goes back to the trust, trusting what you're getting, you know. But yeah, absolutely. When you're training, you have this big, you know, dilemma of, did I am I really getting that from the spirit world or is that just my mind coming in and making this up so it's that's part of that journey of learning how to trust and surrender mm-hmm. to the spirit world and just accepting what you're getting trust it is there any process of verification like I have interviewed other mediums and they'll recommend to their students to do like I don't know a thousand readings before they do it professionally. And with each reading, they, they try to go out and, and, and verify some of the hits that they're getting. Mm-hmm. I think, well, your, your communication back from your sit, your sitter, whoever's receiving that reading should be able to give you your confirmation. I mean, if you're getting yes, then you know, you're right. If you're getting no's, 
I mean, you're going to get no's because at the end of the day, a medium is a human being. So we don't always get it right. But you should be getting about at least 80%. Yes, that should, right there should be your confirmation that you're on the right track. 80%. If you're not getting at least 80% correct, or you're having to do a lot of, you know, asking questions, which is something that I, you know, it's better not to ask the questions. It's better to just give the evidence and then ask your understanding. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those kind of questions are okay. But, you know, the questions like, is your mom in the spare world? <laughs> Well, if you're the medium, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh -huh. there's a difference between you understand versus did your mom have a dog? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of things. So, um, yeah. But you should get your yes and no should give you your confirmation. And if you have a good tutor, your tutor can watch you and see your energy and and know when your energy, because we call stepping into the power, the power being the power of your soul, because the majority of the communication that you do is on a soul to soul level. So if I'm working psychically, it's soul to soul with the person that's living. If I'm working with somebody in the spirit world, soul to soul to them. So <clears throat> it's just you know, trusting that and going with it and moving with it. So where do these souls reside? And what happens to a soul if it reincarnates? Then if it reincarnates in a human body, is it no longer accessible to a medium? Well, it's living now, right? So I can still communicate with that soul on a psychic level, I'd still, you know, we, we're, most of us here are reincarnated. But do you mean like if you were to come to me and you were hoping to connect with your grandparent, but your grandparent has already returned back to Earth? Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Yes. Well, I've never done that. I've never been able to do that. Hmm. So I guess it would just depend because I know that we can we can communicate with those who are, let's say, have Alzheimer's. So if you've got Alzheimer's or if you're, you know, somebody that is close to passing away, they're already moving in between the two worlds. And so we can communicate with them. But I'm not sure that I'm not sure um, on that one about if they're if your grandmother or your grandfather has reincarnated and they're um, a little child somewhere in the world. Why would I disturb? I, I can't. And I wouldn't understand disturbing them. Hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know, one of the things you mentioned about people crossing over. Um, when my father was, was in the process of passing away, I had put a baby monitor in his room. And he was mm -hmm. having full-on conversations yeah. with people that already passed away. So even yeah. though he was never a medium or had any psychic abilities, as he was dying, he was communicating mm -hmm. with people that already he, passed. Because he's already, he's, he's, you know, I think of it as, and ch little children are this way as well. 
when when little children come you know when a baby is born and they start growing up into like two you know three years old you may notice that they're having conversations with invisible people because they're still very their soul is still very much connected to the spirit world so they're still able to see the grandparents and the ancestors that are in the spirit world when they're two three some even go to four or five i think it's that way when we're when we're dying as well we we're we are now our soul our body we're preparing to return back to the spirit world and in that process we are in between those those worlds we're, we're back and forth not in between so we may be here one second but the next sec second we're already there and we're seeing our family is that and so yeah. they will have conversation my grandfather did the same thing yeah it's, it's amazing yeah like to me that was definite confirmation that there's well there's it wasn't the first time i had confirmation yeah. but it was definitely another one that's it's like wow it's really really is happening right. yeah yeah where is it that that souls reside after they pass is there a heaven and hell i believe i don't believe in heaven and hell i believe well i do call it heaven i just don't believe there's a hell so my belief is when we pass away to the spirit world um, one we never pass alone there it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what you've done on this earth there's always somebody there that's going to collect you so your guide your guardian angel guide whatever you want to call them they're going to be there for you you'll have ancestors there family will be there you're you're never going to die alone and so when you when you do pass you've got what i call like a welcoming committee they help you make that transition there um especially if it's a tragic passing if it's an unexpected passing you're going to have people there to help you to understand yes you're no longer here you are now here kind of thing but um yeah I, you have all the help that you need when you pass whatever that reason is um i remember when my mom passed away uh, as re religious as she was she was she was frightened to to die and uh we had conversations about it and i explained to her it's you take your last breath here and you're there there's no long drawn out time i know that when people have near-death experiences or they're brought back they often describe of this time that feels like forever before they come back to their body but when you die die and you're not coming back it's just you're here then you're there it's, it's that quick and I explained to her, I said, you know, I know that dad's going to be there. He's going to be the first one to greet you. And then everybody else is going to be there. And within 30 minutes of her passing, she was already communicating with me to let me know I was right. Hmm. She goes, it was exactly like you said, dad, it was dad. And then it was everyone else behind him. And I'm like, yeah, I, 
I told you, Mom. <laughs> Trust me, Mom. <laughs> yeah. What is worse, dying or being born? Oh, what a good question. Wow. You know, I have to say from the, from the spirit world standpoint, it's a celebration for both. It's a celebration when a when the baby takes their first breath in the, from the spirit world standpoint. They're all gathered at the birth of a baby and they're all celebrating that journey that that baby made to make it to this world. They're all celebrating it. And it's the same way when you die. It's the same way. It's a celebration. So if that's the case, how do I know this isn't death and that is life? <laughs> because it's it's two different worlds that we've got here. So you've got the physical world, which is where we are, and you have the spiritual world. But you have a life in both. Hmm. You have a life in both. It's a different kind of life, but you have a life because there is the progression of the soul when you're in the spirit world. Your soul continues to grow and learn. The only difference is, is here we have the body that houses the soul. And when you're in the spirit world, you don't have the body. Why? Why is all this <laughs> happening? <laughs> That's the million dollar question. <laughs> it drives me nuts. No. Keeps me up you know, at night. <laughs> <laughs> but why, God? <laughs> yeah, I want to know um, why. <laughs> yeah, why? You know that you know. There's all there's lot, lots of people believe that we come here for lessons to learn lessons. Uh, I believe it's part of the soul. It's part of the journey of our soul. So. We can, our soul is on a journey when it's here, but it's also on a journey when it's in the spirit world. Um, are there lessons that the soul needs to learn? Perhaps, perhaps there are. But honestly, to answer that question, I think we would have to be in the spirit world to understand that. Hmm. I mean. But what if we're in the spirit world and they tell us, oh no, you got to be in the human world to understand that. And he just keeps tricking us to go back and forth. <laughs> From my understanding, <laughs> it, it's a choice. It's a choice for the the soul, the spirit. It's 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 our choice when we're in the spirit world. Do we want to go back again? Do we want to? And you know, I I've I've heard so many people go, no, this is this is definitely it. When I get back there, I'm not coming back. But then when you get there and your soul continues to grow and learn and progress, you may decide in the spirit world, I think I'm going to give it another go. I'll go back again. You know? No, it's got to be, so it's, it's be a trick. Because <laughs> there's no way, there is no way I agree to this. You know? I believe that I was duped. I think that I think these said, "Oh, look down there! It's all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's great. Go." No, it's and, not. And, great. Then, and then you get down here, and it's like, 
man, this sucks. I got to work every day and, and, and deal with all this hardship. This is just BS. I got tricked into being here. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but your soul agreed uh, to come. I don't think it did. <laughs> so work on the soul. <laughs> When you're here, work on you, work on the, you know, do your meditation, go within, work on your soul. And perhaps this will be your last, your last time here. But from everything that I understand, we, we have, we have a choice when we're in the spirit world to come, to stay in the spirit world and, and progress there or come back here to progress. And it could be after, you know, I believe we do have a life review. So it could be that when we, after we've gone through that life review and we, we learn and we progress, that we decide let's let's try it again. Let's see if we can get it right this time. Mm. It could be. Who knows? Mm. I don't know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I know. <laughs> but you know there are people in the spirit world that have been there for forever. I've been there for a long time and you know the people who sign up to be your guardian your guide um they've been in the spirit world for a long long time they can't not just anybody can come and be your guide their soul has to progress on a spiritual level their soul has to progress to way up there before they can sign up to be somebody's guide now to me my question would be is no way would I ever want to go back to the spirit world and sign up to be somebody's guide, guardian angel. Can you imagine what that must be like? I don't know. Like, like if I have spirit guides, honestly, I if think I would. I, I I would probably fire them and want new ones. <laughs> because, because I don't, I don't know. I don't know guide. if they're. I don't know if they're doing their job. So, but what if you signed up to be a guide instead of coming back to Earth? You said, "Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna progress spiritually, and I'm gonna work towards becoming a guide in a hundred years or so." I think I would like that. That'd be a cool job, you know. Hang out, you know, nudge my human every once in a while to try to get them to do the right thing. I wouldn't expect them to ever do the right thing because they're human, of course. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd be slapping some people. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm already slapping some people now. I'm not a spirit guide. Come on. <laughs> what are you thinking? No, I, I don't know if I'd want to do that job. <laughs> I don't know. What, what job yeah. would you choose? I would just like to be in the spirit world. You know, and just, um, I mean, I like, I like my experience here on earth and would like to stay here for as long as I possibly can. But, um, in the spirit world, I think I, uh, I don't know, you know, you may be right. I might want to be a guide. <laughs> I might want to help somebody who's like a medium. Hmm. I think I could definitely see myself being a teacher because that's all I know. In some in some way, either teaching children that that come back to the spirit world, or teaching somebody who wants to become a medium, mm -hmm. or is has the ability to be one. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll yeah, be a spirit guide. 
I'd be a helper because I believe we have helpers. So, you know, we guides have to be in the spirit world for a long, long time. But you can have spirit helpers as well. And spirit helpers can be your ancestors, your grandparents, friends, whoever's in the spirit world that chooses to come along and help you in, in one way or another. So, uh, yeah, I could definitely do that. I think that would be fun. I think you'd be a better guide. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling that. (laughs) (laughs) Not feeling it. My guides are laughing. (laughs) (laughs) My guides can't believe that I just did. I wanted to fire them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure they were laughing. I don't know. My guides laugh at me a lot, and that's okay because I laugh at myself. But. You know, sometimes I can be doing things and then all of a sudden I literally can hear them laughing. I'm like, God, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'm struggling here. <laughs> yeah. So what do spirit guides look like? Well, it's, you know, the technical um, description would be their light, their energy. That's what they are. But they can they can show themselves to you in any way they choose. So, you know, and and if they've had many lives on Earth, which life are they going to choose to show you? So one time, I took a little bit too much melatonin, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. I had like a weird hallucination. And the hallucination was of these three guys wearing sombreros and ponchos. They were smoking cigarettes and smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and and, and playing poker. I'm pretty sure those three amigos were my spirit guides. (laughs) They could have been. One of them at least. And they were all drinking and smoking and gambling. Spirit guides are, you know, we tend to think of them as the spiritual gurus. Or yeah, like they didn't American. have no wings, they weren't glowing. No, no, no. No, they can be, um, they can be ordinary people. They, they, they don't have to be any kind of spiritual guru in life when they were here. It can be an ordinary person, but it's just somebody who has been in the spirit world for a very, very long time that has worked really hard on a spiritual level to become a guide. Hmm. They're, they're very higher level elevated. Well, I don't know. Somehow I got stuck with the three amigos. But you never know <laughs> if they were your guides. You never then, know. Who, then who were they? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could have been a guide. It could have just been your imagination. I don't, I think everything that, that's one of the things that I do think that is there, everything that happens in the imagination comes from somewhere else. It's actually it real. So I don't believe I that imagination is false. I think it comes from the soul and I think it comes from memories of the soul, from this life and many lives before. I believe. 
So when you do a reading for somebody, do you have to take time to meditate and tune in? Or is this something that you do instantly? It's... I used to meditate. I used to. I would go through this little ritual kind of thing. I, do I need to? Do you need to do that? Not, not really. It's really just a matter of uh, stepping into your power. Really, that's what it is. You just step into the power, and you're off. You're mm. you're off and running. So, I don't, I'm, but I'm not aware. I, I don't want to be aware of the spirit world uh -huh. unless I'm working. If I, if I, so I set my, that intent. Mm -hmm. I set my intent to become aware of the spirit world and, and then I'm, I'm ready. But if I'm not working, I don't want to know who's around me. <laughs> but do you have a choice? You ever like, Walk into a restaurant and all of a sudden you get a message to have to that you have to tell somebody. That never ever happens to me. I I I turn it on and I turn it off. I just don't I don't want to be bothered by the spirit world unless I'm working. Now my family can bother me and my guides can bother me, but I don't want people, strangers in the spirit world to bother me. Hmm. What's more annoying, humans or spirits? Humans. <laughs> Why? I would much rather spend my day talking to the spirit world than a human any day. <laughs> because, um, you know, humans can be annoying. And I've never found the spirit world to ever be annoying to me. Never. You know, they come with a purpose. And, um, you know, even if it's, if it's my own family or if it's one of my guides, they come with a purpose. Hmm. Why do they, they don't do stupid things? They don't do stupid things. <laughs> 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 we do stupid things. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> they do not. Yeah, t t tell that to my spirits. <laughs> <laughs> well, they now this, they will they will do things and have fun with you. And you know, my my dad was a prankster, and he's a still a prankster from the spirit world. So if you've got somebody in the spirit world who was a prankster, they're probably trying to pull pranks on you they'll be messing with your electronics or lights they'll be doing those kinds of things they'll be trying to get your attention hmm. can you tell me if anybody from the spirit world is with me i believe they're always with you mm -hmm. somebody not everybody but i believe that I believe we've always got somebody nearby because I believe the spirit world is all around us. It's not magically above the clouds as I was taught in, or as I believed when I was a kid. I believe that's where heaven was. But now I believe that heaven is all around us, the spirit world, whatever you want to call it, it's all around us. Always. And I just, you know, family members, your love, your friends, 
that are in the spirit world, they will they will come by. They will pop in on you. They will watch you and keep up with you. They don't stalk you. They don't follow you in the bathroom. They don't do those kinds of things. Well, they might. But they can't see. They see you as light. They don't see you as a body. But they want to keep up with you. So they're always in and around you. Why? Why do they care? Because that love bond doesn't break just because they've left. They're still connected to us on a love bond. I mean, I have people that come, you know, as a teacher, I get readings all the time from students. And I have people who, I have have an old boss that I haven't seen in 25, 30 years that comes in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I adored her as my boss and, and I think she adored me as well. So she still keeps up with me. And I have a man that I used to work with um, that I didn't know really well. Hmm. He comes around all the time. I was like, I do like tons of interviews with mediums. And I would say, they all tell me or describe the same person to me. Mm-hmm. And it's my, my, it's my great grandfather. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's the weirdest thing, like you know, I I don't know why my my great grandfather had such an interest in my life now. Yeah, there's something there, you know, that he's he's proud of, or that he wants to, and it could be that he that this work right here that you're doing, mm-hmm. interviewing mediums, maybe is what has his curiosity. Well, what he, what's he up to? What's he, he, well, he's doing another medium. Why is he talking to another medium? <laughs> <laughs> because they are like that. They are like that. They're curious about what we're doing in our life. Yeah. yeah. In fact, not yesterday, but maybe a couple of days ago, I was interviewing another medium. And, and she goes, all of a sudden, like, she goes, you know, I see... Somebody who was a coal miner. That's pretty specific, a coal miner. Mm-hmm. Again, great-grandfather was a coal miner. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, and it's funny, too, because like people ask me, like, like, you know, like people have middle names. I was never really liked my middle name. So I, I, I kind of changed it, just not legally, but I'll tell people my middle name is Moses, which was his name. You know, just because it's kind of a funny name yeah. to have, you know, it's like so you don't funny. meet too many people named Moses. No, you don't. No, it's funny that you mentioned Moses because Moses keeps coming up in the last couple of days with me, but <laughs> but not not because of your granddad. But uh-huh. I I have a new guy that I'm working with that looks like Moses, <laughs> and I said to him, I said. I said, I know you're not Moses, but you look like Moses in the way, the clothes that he wears and everything. And um, he says, no, I'm not Moses. You call me Alfred. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> but he looks like Moses. <laughs> it's, it's just funny that you mentioned Moses. Yeah. Yeah. No. So have you ever received information from the spirit world that you did not feel comfortable 
revealing to a client. Yeah, you do get, you do get in you do get sticky situations, I guess you can say. You'll, you know, I've had lots of abusers come through, um, people who've committed suicide, you know, when you're, if you're working in front of an audience, you have to, you have to really be mindful of how much you reveal. So you do have to package it up in a way that your recipient understands what you're saying without saying it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, especially cause you don't want to get personal if you've, if you're working with an audience. So yeah, you, you say it without saying it. Yeah. Hmm. But I've never had anything where, you know, I, I believe that what, what comes through, we need to say, as long as I feel that the sitter can handle it and I package it in a way that it's comes across with empathy or mm -hmm. I don't even know if empathy is the right word, but um, just in a way that it doesn't trigger anything, if that makes sense. Right. It's all in that presentation. Have you ever gotten information or communicated with a spirit that was non-human? No. Do, they, do you think with... they exist? No. I. I well... Not hard to say. I mean, like an alien or something. Is that I what think you mean? It could be an alien, uh, something from another dimension, some other type I, of consciousness. I believe there's. I, I believe that the universe is a very vast place, as we all know, and who knows what's out there? Um, intelligent beings, um, aliens, that sort of thing. But uh, I deal with grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads and brothers and sisters. If I'm working with a student, then I work with their guides as well. But um, as a medium, I only bring through loved ones. Dogs and cats? At dogs and cats, yes, absolutely. Okay. Horse, brought through a horse before. Um, yeah, definitely pets. For sure. so what is it? That cats want. What do you mean? Cats are sort of a weird animal. I can never really figure out what they want. <laughs> no. It's like they no. lay around, they sleep, eat. Yeah. I, I've got two cats myself, and I have one that's very sensitive, always knows when spirit is around, watches them like this. Um... He knows that when I sit in the power, the spirit, spirit world draws close to me and he knows it and he stays his distance. Um, but cats are, are, I think cats are quite spiritual. I think they're very sensitive and aware of the other world um, quite a bit, actually. Do you think a cat, or like, could a human reincarnate as a cat? Because I would love that. I would love to be my cat. Just just so you could sleep all day? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. cat, man, he's got the life. You know, 
I don't know the answer to that for sure. My my feeling is I don't think so. I don't believe so. But I could be wrong. I don't know for sure. I guess it's something that I'll have to discuss with my spirit guides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, I can you know, some cultures do believe that. Mm-hmm. There are cultures that do believe that that can happen. I think anything is possible. I think there's a lot of things that we don't know here on Earth. And um, and maybe we'll never know on Earth. And that may be one of them. Hmm. I'll find out. I think the possibilities are endless of what, what could be out there, though, to be honest. Yeah. I mean... I mean, if you think, you know, this is how I look at it. I talk to dead people. I think anything's possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a lot of things are possible. If I can communicate with those who are no longer here on this earth and other people can do that, what else can we do? Hmm. That's true. And I, 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 I agree with that. And, you know... Obviously, if you've ever looked at the amount of guests that I've had and all the topics I've covered, I think mm-hmm. anybody familiar with, familiar with my podcast will walk away like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bunch of stuff I've never even thought of before. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. You need to... Th- these are all questions that we ponder, or a lot of people do. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to be a cat for one lifetime. Just to chill out, lay in the window, <laughs> watch the birds. It would be nice, wouldn't it? It would to be. just lay around all the time. But, I, you know, I brought a cat through once when I, at the very, very beginning of my training, didn't know what I was doing. And at this cat, I, it was, I was sitting in a class, we call it a circle, and I kept seeing this cat walking all over this lady sitting across from me. I mean, this cat was walking across her right here and flicking his tail in her face. And I mean, he was just all over her. And I finally, I'm a very shy person and I raised my hand and the teacher says, yes. And I said, that's a cat walking all over her. <laughs> And the lady goes, oh, man, that damn cat. And I went, wait, what? And she goes, I hate that cat. (laughs) (laughs) And that cat was just all in her face. (laughs) It was walking back and forth. But I I brought that cat through. And and he showed me um, how he died. He died, um, he actually showed me in a field underneath um a farm equipment like a combiner mm-hmm. um and he got run over and she hated that cat and he died he, he got ran over a couple of weeks prior to that oh. but that's a cat for you that cat knew she hated him <laughs> that's funny i had a cat once i had it for a long long time and then i had moved in with my parents after my first divorce and then when I when I moved out, my parents, my mom became super attached to this cat. Both my parents did, so I left them with my parents. And the cat would always 
he was very routine. You know, he'd go outside, run around, come back, lay on a specific blanket in a specific spot and sleep in, you know, has little routine. But one day he came home, laid down on that blanket, curled up and died there. Like, mm. but, but like, he, like he, he just, that's where he wanted to, to be. That's where he wanted to be. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting to bring the, bring the animals through. Um, it's interesting to see the reaction. You, you get more tears from people when you bring their pets through versus when you bring their grandmother through or their mom through. You mention their dog or their cat, and it's boohoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's brutal. It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is the benefit of being a medium and communicating with spirits to begin with? I mean, most people can go through their whole lives without having an encounter with a medium or with the spirit world and be okay. Yeah. So what what do you think the purpose of mediumship and you being a medium is? I think it's just being of service. Um, being of service to the spirit world, really, because um, what I've learned over the years is the spirit world desperately want us to know that they've not gone anywhere and that they're still very much alive they're just living in the other world and not this world, but are aware of us. They want us to know that. And the, and the medium is the bridge that can help those people who are skeptical and maybe don't believe so easily. You know, some people will believe lots of things, but some people are like, mm. but um, so a medium can be a bridge there to show you that life is eternal and that when you leave here you will move to the next world so i think that's that's a big part of it are you afraid of dying no absolutely not and i i thought i was at one point i was told 50 percent chance of survival and uh i was i was never ever afraid hmm so you were just like, all right, so I'll die. That's it. Well, I, yeah, I, you know, I pretty much, yeah, I, yeah, it's pretty much, that's exactly what it was. I had my come to Jesus moment and just said, here I am. If you, if you want me home, I'm ready. And if you don't, show me the way. Was that like a near death experience? It wasn't a near-death experience, but I was, diag I, was, I was diagnosed. I have a rare lung disease. And uh, the original diagnosis was you might live. Those words. That's the words the doctor said. Mm -hmm. You might live. You might. You might. Looks like you did. I did. He, he misdiagnosed me. Unless, unless I'm a medium myself and I'm talking to you as a spirit. <laughs> No, he missed, it was a misdiagnosis. I mean, I still have a rare lung disease, but uh, I have one that I can live with. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but but <clears throat> it, it, it's kind of interesting because you want to 
stay here as long as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Enjoy life. And mm-hmm. at the same time, you're not afraid of death either. No. That is a pretty amazing thing. I can't... I haven't talked to many people that are like that, that 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 are content with dying and content with living. Really? Yeah, I mean that that's kind of amazing. I think for a person to accomplish. I mean that that in itself is a pretty major thing. Hmm. Like I, I'm like me personally, I'm okay with dying. I'm not afraid of it. But living is a pain in the ass. <laughs> it is what you make of it yeah I blame my spirit guards no it's not their fault <laughs> no they're busy playing we po- have, they're busy playing choice. poker smoking cigars they're living the life <laughs> <laughs> they're like he'll be fine What's going on? <laughs> no, no. The, your your guides are are there to just guide you and support you, and they know that we're going to mess up. They know that, and they have no judgment whatsoever when we do. They just kindly try to get us back on the right track. Is there any signs or any type of feelings or intuitions that people should pay special attention to that maybe we, things that we miss that we could save us some headaches? From your loved ones. Yeah. Or from, spirit, that- from spirit guides, from loved ones, whatever. I, I think the biggest thing is to pay attention to that little voice in your head because that's your soul talking to you. And your soul is your is your guiding light and if you think about it this your spirit within your soul as well are directly connected to the divine huh so listen to your listen to the little head you know the voice in your head now if you've got many voices in the head see a shrink but that little voice in your head I might have to go see a shrink. <laughs> it's just you know the little voice in your head. I yeah. think and the, your, the, your the, little, the little voice in my head. All it, all it thinks about is Bigfoot. No, I'm. I mean, like when you have those, it happens to me all the time. So I'm just assuming it happens to everybody. But you know, when I, um getting ready to walk out the door and I get I hear a voice in my head you forgot your keys go get your keys I mean listen to your trust that that's your intuition that's coming from the soul so trust that and how many times have you you know been driving down the road on the freeway and thought runs through your mind of I should exit here and you don't exit there and then you get a little bit further down and there's an accident and now you're stuck. My intuition's never been that good. I always get stuck. You always get stuck. Always. Yeah. Listen. Listen. I mean, if that if there's anything I've learned in being a medium, it's to pay attention to that voice. 
because I used to not pay attention to it. I always brushed it off as imagination. There's not an accident down the road. Oops, my bad. Yeah, there is. Now I'm stuck. My best moments of intuition usually happen to me when I'm in water. Yeah. Is that common? Water's a conductor. Like if I'm taking a shower or taking a bath, that's mm -hmm. when I have my best moments of inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not my imagination. That's an actual thing. No. Yeah, I, th I, th I believe that. And the ocean, I think, or a river or a lake, but mm -hmm. ocean is even more so, I believe, with the salt water. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so before we wrap this up, where mm -hmm. can my listeners find you and find your book? Um, it's kreynolds.org is my website. My book is on um, Amazon and what's the other one? Different bookstores. It's online, Walmart, all those stores. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Facebook, YouTube. I have video tutorials. Mm-hmm. Um, as well. So I'm, I'm on YouTube too. Oh, cool. Well, if you want to send me the link to the YouTube, I'd like to check it out. Okay. Yeah. And I'll also put it in the notes of this episode along with a link to your website. Yeah, I would appreciate it. Thank you. And that way my listeners can check you out and buy your book. I did buy your book, by the way. Oh, thank you. I bought it this afternoon. Unfortunately, I was not didn't get a chance to actually read it yet, <laughs> but I did download it Good. because I am yeah. curious. Maybe yeah. being a medium could help me be a better podcaster. I could interview dead guests. You know, um, I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> like people are like, oh, who's your guest today? Oh, I think I was I going, I'm going to um, channel Einstein today. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Something's, why not? It might be an interesting episode. It would be. It would be. Yes. Awesome. Well, I definitely will share the information with my audience. <laughs> and I'm going to be watching to see when Einstein's coming on. <laughs> I, I did have I, I had a guy on who had channeled Einstein actually he was a channeler mm -hmm. um, however everybody that he channeled seemed to be saying the same thing which was uh, it was mostly like about saving the earth and the human race needs to change its ways it's been my experience with true with the true um people who trance where they really connect um, with the spirit world and they've got a spirit guide that comes in and speaks through them it's very philosophical like that very very philosophical mm -hmm. and deep which you know philosophical would be deep but yeah they have an agenda these spirits they do they do. They really do. And, you know, it's to to educate us and, you know, more than anything, just for us to understand that life continues. There is no death. Yeah, I know there's no death. 
<laughs> Not everybody knows that. Yeah. Well, I had my own. Well, with all those experiences that I've had, plus my own near-death experience, I'm 100% certain. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which which kind of makes everything less scary and less important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't... Yeah. I don't worry about it. I know what's on the other side. Yeah. You know, and it's... It's, um, it's, it's an amazing place. I mean, I've seen where my dad lives. And it's, you know, it's... They have a physical world, but it's through the mind, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But... When you when you're there and you're sitting in that power, it's the most serene and most pure love you will ever experience. So it's a an amazing place to be. Yeah, it's a lot better than here. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the next time I go to the other side, I'm going to put in a recommendation. That you become a spirit guide. <laughs> I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have a say in that. <laughs> I don't think I'm so. Go- I'm going to the Heavenly Council and I'm going to say, I want to be a Kay helper. Reynolds, she's got to be a spirit guide. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I think a helper would be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hang on once. Thank you for coming on and hang oh, on for one more moment while I, while I play my outro. Okay. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says was first imagined. If you loved what you listened to, 